Hey sports fans, welcome to episode 44 of State of My Sports. That's State of MI Sports. We talk about the teams we love and you love in this great state of Michigan. Stay in touch with us on our social media, State of MI Sports on Instagram and Twitter. Also like our Facebook page with the same name, State of MI Sports. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. You're alerted when a new episode is out. And share us with some friends to help us grow our audience. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel to watch each segment as it gets released throughout the week. Episode 44, we will celebrate the month of mon- month of March starting by talking some college basketball. Uh, we haven't touched on Michigan, Michigan State in a while, so uh, we're going to do some of that and kind of just break down what we're going to see over the next couple weeks here before the, the big tournament starts. Um, we will continue to talk some Lions rumors and play our first post-combine mock draft game. Uh, we will finish up with some King Kyle's Stanley Cup of questions. And, of course, we will grade some Michigan beers. I am Sam Waldhart. With me today, we have Micah Smith back from vacation. And Kyle Fossey <laughs> vacation. is back as well. We're ready to drink some beer. We're ready to talk some sports. And we're going to have a good time doing it. Um, so before we get into our, our beer intros, Micah, we, we just kind of stumbled upon what the heck you are doing when, when you're away on vacation. Um, I want to hear what you stumbled you, upon. You, you claim you're working, but we're, we couldn't figure out what exactly it is. Drawbridges are supposed to just work automatically. <laughs> right. Shouldn't Nobody take ever too does much maintenance. Work. Yeah. Right, yeah. Should it's be pretty magic. simple. So, it's magic. Um, I think I brought up some kind of sensors, and Ryan said something about a yes, no, if, and then. Like logic statements. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was very, it was way over my head. So what exactly are you, so you're working on drawbridges, correct? Yeah, yep. And Kyle thought you were just doing lights, and I was like, "No, it's it's more than that." I just don't because the company has done lights before on bridges. They, right? Yes, they do. Yeah, they have. So yeah, that okay. that was actually last year on the Charlevoix Bridge. Okay. Uh, Sam's dad and his team performed all the relighting work for that Charlevoix drawbridge, which looks beautiful now. It does. Yeah. Yep. Um, but but other than that, you guys are doing a lot of the the motors and stuff, the stuff that makes it go up and down. Correct. Yep. Yep. We're replacing a lot of limit switches, which kind of indicates, you know, where where it's open to. Does that make okay. sense? How, you know, how far it's open. There you For go. Sure. How far it's open. You know, if you're at half, full, uh, quarter. Gotcha. So be it. But there, there's a couple other communication type systems. There's uh, there's some radios, uh, things of that nature that are being installed on one of the bridges down in St. Joe. Gotcha. Cool. I'm glad we got that figured out so now people can sleep at night. We were really confused. We, we left everybody on a, on a hanger. We're like, we, we'll have to ask him, I yeah, guess. Yeah, that's basically where it ended up. There you go. People weren't happy about it. So. Um, one one thing that, that kind of came up and I want to do a short little discussion about this, and this is kind of throw, thrown at you guys. I didn't tell you we were doing this. But I don't know if you saw the, the kind of the new thing on the social media stuff is, um, at, at hockey games at least, is you have these kids with signs that says, I'll trade you X, Y, and Z for a puck during warm-ups and stuff. So oh, then all of yeah. these kids make it on the social media and they're trading like goofy stuff. Some play like rock, paper, scissors. Whoever wins gets a puck type and stuff. And they're doing this with, with the players. With the players on the ice. It's kind of cool. It. Yeah, that is cool. Kind of cheesy, but I'm, yeah, it's cool. I'm kind of an old man when it comes to just like, just ask for a puck already. Like, who cares? What? So the, the they're one, making them earn it. The one yeah. at a yeah. Red Wings <laughs> game that, that wanted to kind of spark discussion here was, uh, a, I think it was a little girl, asked to trade a box of Girl Scout cookies for a puck. So Glenn Denning kind of skates over there and he tosses her a puck and she tosses him a box of uh, cookie, <laughs> like, oh, or not oatmeal cookies, uh, Girl Scout cookies. Girl Scout, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I thought it was kind of cool, but at the same time kind of cheesy. But she, I kind of like it. It's a new way to, it's like innovative. Like they're they're not just saying, give me a puck. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good point. They're, they're not trying just to get asking for everything. Right. Yeah. I think it went the other way around. She made him earn it. Yeah, exactly. He got the, <laughs> I mean, well, let's be honest. I mean, how much is a box of Girl Scout cookies, like six bucks. I just bought it. And a puck is probably like three. So, really, Glenn Denning made out pretty well. (laughs) Pinchinal's pennies. Exactly. So, uh, but it just kind of got me thinking, like, what is your guys, do you guys have a favorite flavor of Girl Scout cookies? You said you just bought a box. Which one did you go with? Yeah. So, uh, my wife's, or I guess it'd be my niece, was selling a bunch. Uh, What are they called? I always go for the peanut butter and chocolate. Okay. Yeah, the tag-alongs. Okay, yes. Those, I I always go with those. That was my go-to as well. Michael. Same. Yeah, you like the tag-alongs. So the the other ones that kind of come on, like gum to mine, excuse me, Samoas, I think is how you say Samoas. Samoas? Yeah, it's like caramel oat. Those are good. 
It has the coconut, I think, as well, maybe. Yeah, I don't Ooh. like those. I'm not a big coconut guy, Mm-mm. but I don't know. I like caramel a lot. So that was on. And then, obviously, the Thin Mints is, is solid, right? You can't go wrong with the Thin so Mints. We do like Thin Mints. It's not just toothpaste flavored. No, no. I, they're still good. We're okay with them? It's a good mix. It's yeah. a good, like, it's not overpowering minty. He's, he's got the like chocolate a, in there. Like I mean, York he, peppermint patty is yeah, overpowering. If That's you really think about it, though, it's like, <laughs> why don't they just advertise it as toothpaste flavored cookies right i mean if you, if you did not, that you're you not gonna like sell them? anything no i do oh okay. they're solid yeah okay. but i just like cookies in general i can <laughs> i can force a few down no matter how they taste toothpaste so. cookies they could really yeah. increase their marketing <laughs> exactly. uh, my kids would love to probably brush your teeth with them <laughs> yeah, <so>. exactly <laughs> with the chocolate cover and all yeah. that good stuff so um it is time to uh introduce our beers but before we do i want to remind everyone to stop into the hops brewing company and cafe for your game days date nights business lunches or whatever you have going on with friends, the Hops gets a high grade from us with Taco Tuesday, Stein Night Wednesday, and weekly specials throughout the week for Mug Club members and more. Uh, they have great beer, great food, and are the official brewery of State of My Sports in 2020. Mention this month's code. What do you guys want to do here? I didn't have one prepared. Oh, I have a blank space here. Should uh, we do like some kind of March Madness themed or what? We could. I was mm. about to try to make it bridge themed. Yeah. But that... We might have beat that dead horse. Yeah. Um, Maybe what we should do is everybody has to finish the episode we'll to get the it end. at the end. I like it. There you go. There yeah. You go. So stay tuned for that one. We will have a code for you, but it gets you $2 off your first beer. Any any visit you, you come. So it's definitely worth listening and using that code because it lets them know you are listening. So That's Kyle, right. you want to start us off with your beer intro today. It looks like you got a I nice do. one there. This is kind of, a, I've never had one of their, it's Right Brain Brewery. Uh, which I believe is in Traverse City. Okay. Um, it's called Cakewalk, and it is a vanilla cream ale. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah. far, so good? So far, very good. Yeah. 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 Cool. Micah, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm in the same boat as Kyle. I haven't had a beer from this place before. It's Transient Artisan Ales from Bridgman, Michigan. It's the Bridgman. Yeah. Uh, this <laughs> there one, it is. I took it too far. <laughs> there it is. No, that's good. That's good. <laughs> This one's called The Juice is Loose. This was a recommendation for someone we met at a brewery over the weekend. And this is a double India pale ale. It's an 8 percenter. The can is pretty cool. The beer looks really nice in the glass, and it is tastes that, really good. Is that the one that... No, it's not that one. Never mind. Is that the one that has Braille? No. No? Is, nope. is that the right word, Braille, for, for blind people to read? Yep. That's what they use. Right? Yep. Is it Brill or Braille? Braille. 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 Okay, cool. All right, so I have... From Dark Horse, what? Am I, what are you? I don't <laughs> know. He showed me a can and, I, and it oh, had a can. that on Okay, it. you knew of one that, okay. Yeah, yeah okay. so um, I am drinking uh, Crooked from Crooked Tree, or no, sorry, from Dark Horse Brewing Company. This is my first time doing a beer intro. I'm very nervous. Um, <laughs> in Marshall, Michigan. Uh, do you guys know where Marshall is? I do. Yeah, yes. where is it? Marshall. Uh, it's, it's in the Lansing area. Oh, south okay. of Lansing? South Lansing? of Lansing. Interesting. Okay. Sounds like you know. Uh, Cricket Tree yeah, IPA, um, another right. IPA. So, what else is new in this <laughs> podcast, <laughs> right? right? Yeah. Who would have thunk? Yep. Yeah. So it is officially March. So I am taking the the. The ban of college basketball talk off, and you we have are to we are officially point. now allowed to talk about college basketball again. So, as they say, let's do it. January, Kyle, this is you. February, you take it over. Yeah, right. I can do that. I think I have a sheet somewhere. Hold all on. right, so Kyle is all on you, buddy. I don't talk about. No, I'm just kidding. All right, so I did want to. We'll start with Michigan State. They had a very good weekend. Um, basically, Ooh. I just want to break down where they're at right now. They're 20 and nine overall. They're nationally ranked. They jumped from 24 to 16 over this past week, and Currently are second in the Big Ten, kind of they're tied for second, yeah. I think, with a couple teams, but behind Maryland, who they just beat. So I do want to mention their, their last three games, it gives us kind of a, a starting point to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, they beat Nebraska, they won at Nebraska, home against Iowa, in a big 78-66 road victory over Maryland. Um, I, I think really let's let's just kind of focus. The Iowa win is good. That's a very good win. Nebraska not so much, but really, I mean, you're beating Iowa – and Maryland back to back, you are soaring high, Kyle. I mean, how are you feeling about your your Spartans right now? Uh, I feel good right now. I do. Um, I don't think there would be as a Spartan fan. I don't think there. I mean, sure, we could have 
stayed number one the whole season. You yeah, know, right. and, you know, I get that. But um, yeah, with how the last week, two weeks has gone, I it feels good right now. I think we're this is the time to play what good basketball. Yeah, uh, and yeah, again, it'd be great to play it the whole time. But if you're going to play it, now's the time. Yeah, I mean this this time last week it was there was a lot of question marks on the Spartans. I don't remember who they who they played, but they I think they lost a couple games. It was like almost maybe even three or four or something like that is what comes to mind. I, I don't have that in front of me, I, so don't quote me on it. But basically, I, I mean that Maryland win is is big because they're <laughs> they're playing this the Maryland who's on top of the Big Ten. I mean, really the best team in the best conference. Yes, and they just went and question. handled them at mm-hmm. home. It, it was wire to wire, too. And I think they... Uh, what, what are you doing ES, over there? ESPN's <laughs> got some autoplay stuff going on. Gosh, that's brutal. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was, try, I was trying to look up that. Because they had some losses yeah, in that I'm period. Trying to, Michigan it, was one of them. But didn't they lose to Maryland? Maryland? Yeah, yeah they, they lost to Maryland, but they Maryland. had a decent lead at one point, didn't they? They did. They gave that one away. Yeah. Yep. So it was good this time. They kind of they held the whole time, and it was kind of like, you know, Maryland made a few, they made three or four runs at them yeah. that they held off, and then um, it was a commanding win. It wasn't yeah. like a... And doing it on the road is massive in the yeah. Big Ten. <laughs> so, yes. And they did, they, I mean, last time we recorded, who were they... They played Michigan, right? Last time we recorded, though, they were playing playing Iowa. Yeah, Yeah. they ended up beating them. Yeah. Uh, What you got here? Their their three-game losing streak in the beginning of February, it was at Wisconsin, at home versus Penn State, and then at Michigan. Okay, that's what's coming to mind. And then since then, they've probably won them all. At Illinois, win versus Maryland at home, loss, and then win, win, win. Gotcha. All right. So it's a pretty good gotcha. run here. This and is this is what I had pulled up until yeah. ESPN started auto playing ES- video. Stinking <laughs> ESPN. Gosh. Always for money. You know? Always, yeah. They just got a click. <laughs> right? They got a yeah, video exactly. click because of that. Yeah. How do we put our our videos on auto click? It wasn't so like it, we just automatically get a click yeah. as soon as yeah. <laughs> as soon as somebody pulls up on now their we're screen. Onto yeah, <laughs> I want to figure out a way to do that. We'll talk about that when we're not recording or something. <laughs> but um, I mean, the way I'm looking at Michigan State is. They're starting to show that they can beat and compete with anybody. That was probably one of their best wins of the season. Yeah. Yep. Um, and it, it was good. I mean, I'm not – I don't think we're, anybody's questioning that they're a good team. No. But you wondered how good can they be. Now we know how good they can be. Will they be this good throughout the rest of the year is really the question. Um, they got at Penn State and home against Ohio State before the Big Ten tournament. Um, they currently sit in second. Technically, they could still get uh, – first place if if maryland loses out and it gets kind of goofy in there but um really the key is just not dropping a game that you shouldn't and sure and, and getting that double buy really in the big 10 tournament would be really big for them and then you go on a run there i mean it, they're they're setting their, themselves up for you know a decent seed they're not going to get a one or a two more than likely i mean two would probably be the max but i i see them more three or four is kind of where i i think they're kind of their ceiling in Maybe even their basement, unless the crap completely hits the fan. I think the basement is lower a little bit still. Okay. I, I don't think much. Um, but uh, yeah, you, you are, you're playing in the harder, the hardest conference by far. Yeah, and these teams have all kind of beat each other up. Yeah, they've all kind of yeah. So their projection right now by Joe Lenardi, uh, current he currently has Michigan State at, at a four seed, which in my opinion that seemed too low seems for low. what they've done the last the last couple games here. Yep. Doing what they did against Maryland, I feel like, but that that just might be the Big Ten thing. It's like they don't know how to rank these teams. They might almost look at it as, well, maybe Maryland wasn't as good as we thought, and then sure. kind of reseeding them, and and they have, currently have Maryland at a number two seed. Yeah. So it, it's really weird it, that it's only a four, in my you, opinion. And I think when you have teams beating up on each other, you have that constant leapfrogging over yeah. each other. Like, because, you know, before last week, everybody would have said, okay, Maryland is above Michigan State. Yeah. Now they're on kind of a level you know who's the better team they don't yeah know. it's crazy how quickly this happens and then we'll get into michigan but it's like this time last week it was michigan's by far the better team and now yep. all of a sudden we're sitting here like well, all right changed quickly it does and that's yeah. just that's the big 10 so we kind of already mentioned on a best case scenario i at least i did i'm curious to where, where you're kind of sitting at you think a three is kind of best case scenario that they can get to or do you think they could sneak a two seed if they i mean went out and win a big 10 tournament Win out, you could do the the lowest number two, I think. Okay. Um, 
and win the Big Ten tournament, but you have to do it in dominating fashion, I think, too. They, yeah. they look at some of that stuff. That can play into it when you talk about seeding. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd agree with that. Because that has messed with both Michigan and Michigan State in the last five years, how mm-hmm. they've seeded that. Um, but that's kind of that question, too. Do you want to be the – yeah, where do you want to be in there? But I, I think a 3-4 is more reasonable. Yeah. I do. Yep. I don't – I think it's going to be tough to win out. I think – I think the tournament is going to be really tough. The Big Ten tournament, yeah. 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 I mean, I'm that's going to be really fun to watch. That will be, yeah. Like you're going to see a top team probably go out early because you have, you know, they're they're projecting right around like eight to ten Big Ten teams in the tournament right yeah. now. And but I mean, they're going to have those guys that are you know eight and eight, nine and ten. They're going to need to win one or two games in right. the tournament. They're going to have to surprise somebody. So mm-hmm. these top teams better look out because they're they're going to have some hungry quality teams gunning for them in the tournament yep. that, and that's the difference like you know it's it's kind of an any given day thing where yes somebody middle tennessee state can be yeah. but the scary part about the big 10 is those teams are good yes <laughs> like, there's some like rutgers exactly like, these are now good all of a sudden teams. rutgers might not even make the tournament they're like well, they're sudden, one of those teams that you know have had some really good wins but they've had enough losses where it's like all right are they going to get yeah. in well, well go beat someone in the big 10 tournament and then you you know you solidify it yourself you do yeah and so, even yeah well even even penn state and ohio state sitting at five and seven right now mm-hmm. standings wise yeah they're going to be just as hungry as any other team in there for sure and that's that's who michigan state has to finish the season with mm-hmm all right so so down the stretch here i, th- I think the big 10 tournament is going to show us a lot of what Big Ten teams could go on a true run in the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. So, down these last couple of regular season games into the tournament, is there a certain player that stands out? That I mean, obviously, Cassius Whitson has to be good yeah. for them to be, you know, to win. But like, who's the lesser name that's like more important to, you know, the team? Yeah, yeah, help the to, team to, to help the team go on a, a legitimate run. Yeah, I think okay. The easy answer here, Cassius Winston or Winston, sorry, the number two would be. Uh, Xavier Tillman. Okay. But Aaron Henry is the guy. When he plays well, when he scores 10 or more points or when he has a better game, I just think that's when you really get into – they don't lose games when he does that. Yeah. Um. And, it, and he has also not played up to potential a lot of the time. Or maybe not potential because I know he's he's young and he's not a real household name, but um, he shows – signs of being a great player and then all of a sudden he's not yeah for sure and that's a he, problem he's been one of those guys that's just like what is going on it's so confusing yes, because yeah. one day he's really good and then it helps a ton but then yeah he's off man oh well and if you, you can't like, even put him out on the floor no you can't he's not doing anything good no and that, that, that he played it's not all his fault and i love and he's a great basketball player but he was pretty big in Helping Michigan State lose those early games to, yeah. in uh, February. So I, I, I knew that he didn't have that great of a game against Maryland. So I'm looking at what he did. He had only nine points, four rebounds, and three assists. Um, and they still had had that dominating victory. So I'm not saying you're wrong. Obviously, I'm just like it, they they found get... somebody that that was filling in for for that role that he was missing out yeah. on in a big game. So that's the thing you got to think about, though. If you have you know you have a Tillman, you have a a Winston. If adding to that those two, adding to that, uh, you need to add two more ten five five yeah. or ten four four type players. The problem is when he doesn't do anything, like you were just saying, like it was like he shouldn't be on the floor. Yeah, you know. Yep. Um, I think he's a. I think he can be a major contributor. Yeah, the one that came to, came to mind for me was Rocket Watts. I think he's kind of come on in the second half of the season. He's, he's becoming a true scorer. Yeah. Um, for Michigan State, I think he's a key. He's one of those guys that, you know, if Tillman has an off night, he could fill in that role. Sure. And get yeah. those points for for Michigan State. So, um, it'll be interesting. Good for them. I'm glad that they're starting to get better. I hope you have two teams facing off at some point late in the tournament. It'd be very cool. So that'd be really cool. Um, man. we will jump down to Michigan who ha- had pretty much an opposite week of Michigan state. Um, currently they they drop. So their national ranking, they dropped from 19 to 25 and their big 10 ranking is eighth right now. So you look at the last three games, they had a good win against Purdue and that was kind of the ceiling. That's what everybody was talking about. This team is like, Hey, they're figuring out their defense is solid. They're getting scoring. I mean, Xavier Simpson was having a couple of his best games of his career, points-wise, um, and, and all of a sudden you, you go and you lose home against Wisconsin and then at Ohio State. So you lost 81-74 to 
to Wisconsin, 77-63 to Ohio State. Like they're just they were never truly in position to win those games. Um, so the back-to-back losses really hurts, and the defense should be questioned in those two games. But you really look at the games as a court. Like I'm not gonna lie, I didn't watch them. Wisconsin was 11 of 23 from three point, and Ohio State was 11 of 21 from three. So it's like that tells you right there what the issue yeah. was. I mean, when teams are hitting their three. Good luck. Yeah, there's really not, nothing you yeah. can. And I know a lot of it is defense, and maybe you got to find a way to be, you know, more in their face. I I don't know the X's and O's of basketball, but I mean, when people are hitting shots, like what do you, what else can you do? There's <laughs> not a ton. <laughs> yeah. Xavier Simpson didn't get any help. Oh yeah, against Wisconsin. Against Wisconsin. Yeah. It was terrible. Yeah, and then like to to pile on a little bit more, Michigan was three of ten against Wisconsin from three, and seven of twenty six. Against Ohio State, so it's not wow. only are you getting hit, you know, jab after jab yeah, wow. from those three pointers, you're that. not answering the call. Right. So, look, I, I don't think Michigan necessarily lives and dies by the three that we're used to, you know, no. in the past. They they can do it in in other ways, but that the writing's kind of on the wall here. Like what the issue was right. in these particular games, and those losses hurt. So, um, basically, moving forward, Michigan simply can't lose to Nebraska. That's that's their next game, and then they play at Maryland to end the season. And I look at that as just be competitive. Don't don't get embarrassed. I, I I mean, yeah, you'd like to win, obviously, but I don't expect it because Maryland will probably have something to be playing for at that point, potentially. Yeah. Yep. So, um, yeah, and if you win that game, great. Like you've found a way. You bounce back from these back to back losses and, and found a way to win. If you go back. To a week ago, it's yeah, they have a chance, but you look at the last two games, no chance, right? No, so uh, currently their tournament projection, uh, even with the back to back losses, Lombardi has them at six, um, which kind of falls in line with the national ranking of, of 25, you know, if you, 24, 25 ish area. Um, so I didn't really think much of it. So basically, their ceiling is going to be a four at this point, right? That's, yeah. That's kind of what I'm thinking. I don't see them going on the run that we were used to the last couple of years in the Big Ten tournament. I just I don't see it yet. There has to be a lot to happen over the course of week. But I, I've been pretty negative on this team, so maybe you should have a slappy chime in here. Somebody <laughs> correct me that knows basketball, maybe. <laughs> I No, I think a ceiling of four, I think, is a good call. I would throw a three into it. Okay. If, so, if you beat Maryland. Okay. And then you win the Big Ten tournament. Tournament. Yeah, you're, you're not getting a two. You're still. You're not going to no. get a two. Not yeah. anymore. No. Um, but I. Yeah. I. It's kind of like saying Michigan State could get a two. Like, of course. Okay, they could. They win everything else, and it, it, you know. Um, but I just. I. Yeah. I think a four is a good number. Yeah. I think four to six is probably where they end up. So, Mike, is there is there a player that kind of stands out down the stretch here that you think is the key to them, you know, winning a game against Maryland? And going on a decent run in the Big Ten and, and kind of start, you know, going into the tournament with at least a little bit of confidence because they have zero right now, I would assume. Now, take this with a grain of salt because this is coming from not much of a basketball guy, but from what I can tell, I think Livers has got to be better. Okay. He has to be better. Scoring-wise, I mean, scoring right? Scoring, absolutely. Xavier Simpson cannot carry this team. He has clearly tried. Mm-hmm. 32 points against Wisconsin yeah. was not even close to being enough. Yeah. So L- Livers has got to step up in that, that game. Livers only put up nine points. Yeah. That, that's that's just unacceptable. And, and then one, the name that came to mind for me was John Teske. Uh, against Wisconsin, he had seven points and only two rebounds. Against Ohio State, he had eight points and one rebound. Why is your center only getting three rebounds in the last two games? That's just that seems lazy. Very odd. Is it lazy? Is it he looks, being lazy? I don't know. It just seems lazy. The yeah. stats look lazy. And it's yeah. weird because like I mean, Juwan Howard should be coming in and like working with a guy like that, right? Like making this guy better. And we've seen spikes of it, but the consistency is not there with him. And I feel like it's important. Like I mean, rebounds aren't that important when you push comes to shove. You're getting six to seven a game, and that's good. I mean, I I, yeah. I mean, rebounds are kind of one of those stats like. I mean, defensive, offensive rebounds. Which ones are more valuable? I, I don't know. It doesn't doesn't matter right. to me. Yeah. But um, I don't know. That's the one that came came to mind. Uh, yeah, Jeff Jackson Simpson and Isaiah Livers Jeff. are the <laughs> yes. more important players. But I mean, Michigan needs Teske to kind of be that secondary scoring or second or third scorer. If and when you know Xavier Simpson gets in foul trouble, you got to find a way to score the ball yeah. or um, Livers at this point, like. 
you don't have enough scoring I, right now. I, I think the same could be said for Wagner, too. Yeah, you he's know, been disappointing. I, he, he's been disappointing. He's, I think he's still trying to come into his own somehow, some way. But he's, he's young. It, yeah. Yes, he's young. He can be good, but it just the, the timing's so bad right now. And I think that's to your point. That's kind of like okay, you got a new coach, you got a young, not all young, but you have a a new system. There's some good players in the works. Um, yeah. It's and, the, and really, the, this is kind of what we expected all this together year. this year is yeah. tough. That's yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. We've seen the highs, we've seen the lows, and it's just kind of yeah. How's it going to end? No one knows. Right. And I just rhymed there. We're going to talk some Lions once again, mainly because, I don't know about you guys, I was on a roller coaster with all the reports, all the <laughs> conversation. Like, I told you guys this last week, I, this has been a rough couple months or just with the Lions. Like, it's just rumor after rumor. I don't know what to believe, so I just believe it all. That's basically where I'm at, and I'm just... Just drink just, the Kool-Aid, baby. Just ride oh, the roller boy. coaster of, of all the reports. So, um, basically, so in case people were, were sleeping or something, Friday afternoon... Michael Silver from NFL Network, he, you know, he was on NFL Network, and he said GMs and coaches around the league believe Stafford is the one who wants out of Detroit, which is really the first time that this was ever even talked about, that that Stafford was the guy that wants out, like another Barry, another Calvin, like another really the worst nightmare for Lions is another star player that wants out of Detroit. So did you believe it? Yeah, dude. I mean, I'm I'm sitting there on my run and Poor listening guy. to all these reports. Would you, Michael, I'm like, would you have believed him if he said no? <laughs> I, I don't know. Nope. If it's, I don't know if it's a believe it thing. I really don't know if it's I I believed it or if I just it just all hit me like, oh my gosh, is this really happening? Is this the beginning? The what of ifs. the end? Like it, the what? Yeah. Ifs have like started. if these rumors start, if it's not true now, will it be true when Stafford reads it and be like, you know, maybe maybe I do feel that way. You know what like I mean? they put the thought in his Yeah, head. exactly, because they did it to me, so they convinced me <laughs> right. as, to a certain extent, so why wouldn't they convince Stafford? I don't, I don't know, but um, anyways, kind of moving along. Uh, Friday night, Michael Silver tweeted out that Stafford's agent, Tom Condon, told Silver that Stafford does not want out of Detroit, thus the chatter among other coaches and GMs is apparently just chatter. Just chatter. How did you feel after that? I slept so good. <laughs> it was so nice. And it was, I mean, look, I'm not going to, I'm just kidding, obviously. I don't care that much what I do with, but I don't know. I, I didn't believe it because it doesn't sound like Stafford to begin with. He's never done that. He's never been one to really. Never heard it. Yeah. yeah. Never, yeah. He never says anything, which is fine, That's I guess. Fine. But it's like, yeah. why would I, why do I think that he went behind ownership's back and is asking for a report. I, I don't know. Because you're Sam. But Friday night, again, Kelly Stafford, which, I mean, on her Instagram, that's basically the insider. That he, She's the main insider for the Detroit Lions, I feel like. She knows everything. Well, she should. If it's on her Instagram, it's true. She obviously knows more than half the people reporting <laughs> about, about Stafford, it. Stafford, yeah. Would, would, sure. I mean, yeah. Right? <laughs> so, honey, I'm reading that you want out of Detroit. How do you feel about that? <laughs> don't you think that probably happened, though? Like, for <laughs> real. I would, yeah. have, I would assume so. I mean, yeah. she's got inside information, like literally. So, um, Basically, she, she came out on Instagram and said, we ain't going nowhere, we ain't going nowhere, we ain't going nowhere because it's Bad boy for life, or something like that. Is that a song spoken like a true Georgia? I'm girl? assuming yeah. she's quoting a, a, a song. I have it's, no idea. It's all did she say? Bad boy no for life. I think so. bad boy foe is all that. It, oh, I don't know. Life. It's from the movie, isn't it? Probably. I. You're asking the wrong guy for that. But I mean, <laughs> like she. Then she went on to say, nor that, nor has that ever been a thought. He loves Detroit and the Lions organization, and so do I. And a little tear came to my eye. Come on, never been a thought ever in your life? I Come mean, on, man. I kind of believe her. Well, I just Actually, pulled up her Instagram. I They're at Disney World. I truly believe her, and I truly believe him. That's that's where I'm, I'm, Sam's I'm a sticking believer. to. I'm a believer. Like, all joking aside, I mean, go back to last Friday, like when the, the reports came out that Stafford wanted out. Like, obviously it made me nervous, but at the same time, like I already said, I didn't, I don't think it's true. I think that these are smoke screens. I think there's there's Smoke something mirrors. Yeah, there's something going on. They're trying to confuse people. 
And unfortunately, they're putting their fans through misery during this. Like yeah. they're not even thinking of me when they're saying, throwing out all these reports and seeing if it's they, they should call me and make sure that be, hey Sam, this fake report's going to come out. It's going to be okay. We trust in Stafford. <laughs> We're not taking two at three. It's going to be okay, Sam. They they should call me. So if anyone from the Lions organization is listening, just tell me when fake reports come out so I I don't lose sleep. Because my sleep is important. I don't oh. want to. I don't want to throw you off. I'm on her Instagram. I don't see where she said any of that. Is it, it was on her story. So is the it story possible is she gone. deleted it because it's not true. No, no. Don't I can't. get this in my head. Oh. I don't know how Instagram works, but I know the story thing, okay. and I know that the Sorry, story disappears. It lasts 24 hours, boys. Yeah. 24 hours, Micah says. So, why are you doing that to me? I'm just. Anyways, I got confused. That's all. That's what Kyle does. <laughs> <Yeah>. But honestly, <laughs> like even during that little moment, so. I know it's not true. I know that it's fake news. But during my... So I'm running when this is all coming out, and I'm getting some of my best miles ever. I was going to so say, I'm just you so to flying. And, yeah. <laughs> but then my mar- my brain starts going, like, okay, so do you take Tua? Like, even if this is... Say that Stafford's on the, the roster this year, all, all through the year, do you still take Tua? Because there, if there is a little bit of truth to this report, I want to know that now, and I want to bring in Tua... For when next year when he does want out. Did, and this is a true report. You know what I mean? Did you come to a full-blown stop during your run when you thought of Tua? I, I just, I should have. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm just, this is this is a mind, this is a life in the day, mind of me. Stop Sam screwing with Sam. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's just messing with Sam. And uh, I can't, I mean, I'm running in the middle of Walker, so I can't really go 6 to midnight when I start thinking of like, no. Stafford hard to, hard to signing like a ten year deal or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So Running that'd be in the middle of Walker. Like the Run Walk. The sit the Run the, Walk Run yeah. Walk. Hey. Anyways. <laughs> you could run in Walker. Alright, so am I the only one out of the three of us that's like if there's a little truth to that take to it and just figure it out from there? Well, if there was truth to it, I think you have to take Tua. But I don't, I don't, I don't think I believe that. I started it convincing myself that it's okay. Yeah, I don't think it's, I, I don't think it's true. Okay. So, Personally. so where the Lions are at, they're at three currently. There's talk about them trading down. I look at really four guys that they could take, in my opinion. Whether you do it at three or you do it at five to ten area. Obviously, if you drop out of the top ten, you're looking at completely other names for the most part. But I, I look at mm-hmm. Jeffrey Akuda. Look at Derek Brown, who Ryan, Ryan brings up Akuda. You guys like Derek Brown. Yep. I think Tua should be on that list because that is a possibility. Yep. And then the other one that's really starting to to gain some traction is Isaiah Simmons. I don't oh, know yeah. if you guys saw what he did at the combine. It was very impressive. Freakish. Yeah. There was a the one that I'm going to bring up right Freakish. now is is he, he ran a what is it a four three nine forty which is faster than Saquon Barkley did. Wait, who who, who was serious? that? Isaiah Simmons. Seriously? The linebacker, yeah. Oof. I saw him run. I didn't realize it was faster than like a yeah. like in that realm. It's insane. Wow. So, and he did that at 64238. So, he's a big dude. Jeez. Yeah. So that one's that's the one that's kind of getting some traction early on this week in yeah. Detroit Nation is like, all right, maybe you do you take this guy. Right. Look, I don't want to take him at 3 personally, but not there's a, there's a, there's not a lot to happen. Just a forty time. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So one of the names that you guys brought up during our mock draft, mm-hmm. uh, 2.0 or whatever it was, who know, who knows which one it was, was Derek Brown. So some of the measurables he had: uh, five one six forty, twenty eight on the bench press, twenty seven vertical jump, one hundred eight broad jump, uh, eight point two two on the three cone drill, four point seven nine twenty yard shuttle, and. So they have this weird ranking system. He was a 7.16 overall prospect um, grade, which puts him right at, like, guaranteed Pro Bowl type type level. Um, and he, he's actually getting a higher rating than Okuda and Simmons on this. Um, but I wanted to take wow. kind of more of a deep dive on Derek Brown, what works, what doesn't work um, moving forward. So, I mean, his height and weight, uh, he's 6'4", 326. Um I think that's pretty important when you're going to be an interior lineman. You're size. you're there to take up space. Yep. So you're looking at the size. Um, it, it it's ideal, really. What what he's doing, clogging up holes and stuff. Um, arm length is a is a another big high yep. priority that comes in line when when you're looking at size. Um, and he he was of the nine defensive linemen and edge rushers 
on the Ryan's Lions roster. Only two have an arm length under 34 inches. Um, Devon Kennard and Kevin Strong are those two guys. So it's a huge measurable, not only in the league, but for the Lions, it seems like. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was pretty interesting. 34 and a quarter. Do they measure his hands? I, I don't know. I think they only do that for quarterbacks. Did you see the Joe Burrow thing, though? No, I didn't. What was that? Well, he got like a nine. Okay. And Which is small, I guess. And everybody's like, oh. like, And then he tweeted out some stuff like, I, can't, I, I, can't I did see his did tweet. You, I can't quote like, it right now. I can't either. But basically, like, I guess I'll cancel the NFL. Like, <laughs> yeah. I won't, you know. <laughs> like, he true. obviously doesn't care that his hands really nine inches. Yeah. It, yeah. Oh, it's funny. So so the 40-yard dash is, is pretty low when it comes to an interior lineman. Like, that doesn't matter. Nope. Um, what did he, he did a 5-1-6. Um, but it's just not overly concerning. I mean, it's slow. Um, but at the same time, I mean, who really cares? It's average for that position. So, We're all about explosiveness. Yeah, right? That's all it is. Exactly. So the 10-yard split is what they call it, is 1.73. The league average is 1.76. Um, the top 30 players in the NFL average a 1.72. So he's kind of that, – that's pretty good, and that's pretty important for, for what the Lions like that to do. That is good, yeah. So um, I like that. that. That's nice to see. Um, and, and honestly, as I'm going through this, from what I was reading and hearing, like he, he was pretty high on draft boards – and his comment kind of brought him down a little bit. So this is probably a guy to circle around eight is my guess. If the Lions happen to trade, I don't think eight is where they're going to trade down, but maybe five. That range, so yeah. Five and ten type pick. But but it's kind of a good thing for the Lions if they happen to trade down, acquire another pick or two, and yeah. still and can still, take him. Yeah, still get you somebody know? solid. And, and yeah. one thing that they, they brought up with him was his interviews were really good. People really like him on campus is what they're talking about. So it's like he's a good guy. People are really happy with who he is as a person. And a lot of people are saying he's Sue without the attitude. So that's a, win in, my, that. that's a win in my book. So can I read you a quote? It's yeah. going to give you a little six to midnight. Ooh, so this table can handle it. <laughs> so from NFL.com analyst Daniel Jeremiah, this is his quote on Derek Brown. He can shock you. He'll reset the line of scrimmage, find the football, and make a play. Then as a pass rusher, it's pure power. A combination of the power and effort jumps out as see, as we see if working today. Again, 320-plus pounds, changing direction, not too bad. He won't be waiting long. It'll be a very happy team that gets him. Cool. No, I, I, wow. I do like him. But I don't like him at three. So that's kind of going to be what I'm going to get into here. Um, a couple other things. Uh, the broad jump, which is uh, it, it tests the the explosiveness of a player um, and kind of the get-off-the-ball type type situation, which which is important for, obviously, a, a defensive lineman. Um, he hit just above the target at nine inches – or, sorry, nine feet. Um, basically just falls, falls right in line with it, – it's not concerning. It's not explosive. It's not anything exciting. But – you don't have to go back to the tape and be like, all right, is he really as explosive as we thought he was type thing? So um, that's that's measuring well. A um, couple things that really aren't – the three-cone drill is not a priority um, when it comes to the lines and really defensive linemen or interior linemen in general. Uh, the short shuffle was one that was uh, pretty interesting. The, the target for, for this position for a run plugger, what they call it, is 4.74 seconds. Um and 4.63 seconds for a pass rusher, and and he was 4.79, so that was uh, interesting. Not nearly as good as what um, the the target is for this position coming in as a prospect type thing, but um, it also isn't terrible. So um, take what you want from it. Yeah, but basic. Cl- yeah. Sorry, go ahead. I was just like it's close. Like I just you have all these measurables. I wonder. Yeah, and you're trying to. It's no easy thing to, to take a, the compound of all these different things, and, and you're playing with millions and millions of dollars here for, yeah. these, for these people. I mean, it's their job. They get paid well to do it. Exactly. But, yeah. You're, even and as soon just, as they don't do it well, that's when, I mean, if they take this guy at three and he's not what they think he's going to be, yeah, you, see ya. You're, you're out of a You're job. missing out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, sure. it, it, yeah. I guess just some of the stuff you read, I was like, man, I don't even... Some you, of that stuff. I didn't know the average time. Yeah, it, exactly. It's and interesting I, to see how... I he, hope I did okay... Making no, very good. like yeah. showing what what people want and I what's important, um, and basically just the question becomes: even if he is still at the top of their their board here, you know where does he sit overall? I, I he's not 
a number three guy. And that's the hard part with where the Lions are sitting. It's like, okay, if they like him enough and they don't want to miss out on him and you're not getting the trade offers, do you just take him anyways? Or is this more of a, if you happen to trade down, this is who you keep an eye on and who you circle because you don't have, let's say, Jeffrey Okuda or Isaiah Simmons or whatever these guys pan out. Like, what do the Lions need? They obviously need an interior lineman. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no question about that. But is he worth a third overall pick? You can't <laughs> even answer that before the draft even happens. I mean, that's true. It, it, honestly, if he becomes the best frank, in the league, yeah, then it's worth it. But I think he's worth trading down for and waiting. Yeah, honestly, yeah, yeah. It's a, but you're, it's an interesting question because you're saying, yeah, would you? The question is kind of, would you take him at three? I guess. I mean, really, is he still a, a Lions target? I think is yeah. is a no question. He should be, oh, and he is. Nothing yeah, was, was yeah. too concerning. The tape s- speaks for itself. This tape is more important than the combine. I truly believe that. Um, but when you're seeing a lot of these, you know, important measurables not living up to where they want to see, do you start questioning that a little bit? Is it? I don't. Not no. the combine. Yeah. Do you? Is that kind of what you're saying? Like you just think what makes you say he's not a number three? If they're saying he's Pro Bowl talent. I guess it's it's more or less I think you can get a better football player at three if okay. you're going to stay at three. But is that And only- that's where I lean more towards like even taking Tua. Like I would almost rather take Tua at three than take Derek Brown at three. It's kind of where I'm at right figure now. Figure it out later. So, yeah. Type of, yeah. Yeah. So your mindset is basically at this point best overall player. Take him. It, it, to an extent, yeah. I think as long as that player is a quarterback. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Either, either that's who people will pay for. Yep, exactly. I'd be okay with taking Tua at three if you're not getting the offers you want. But if you're not going to do that, I would almost rather take Isaiah Simmons at this point at three. Even Jeffrey Okuda, I'd be, I'd rather see that pick go to those those guys because I feel like those those positions are more important and sure are more explosive, and you can see it. You know what I mean? Like we're not gonna plug in Derek Brown next year and all of a sudden be like, oh, did you see him stuff that hole? Or You know what I mean? It's just like... Well, it's creepy. <laughs> yeah, it was bad, but was we should move on. <laughs> um, I, I, I guess as a follow-up question, I mean, I'm, I guess I'm putting you on the spot. Would you rather address the linebacker or the defensive line in free agency if you had to choose one? In free agency? Yeah. Oh, man. That's got to be... A, that When free agency opens, we'll do that. Different discussion. Do that, do that topic. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's not just Segway music today. That is topic music. And you guys know what that topic means. That means mock draft 3.0 game. That's what that means. Ding, 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 so ding. have a name ready. <laughs> I got two different mock drafts here. One is tr- with trades and one was without trades. We're going to start with without trades. So um, Matt Miller's post-combine mock draft. He's got Joe Burrow going number one to the Bengals. Chase Young going number two to the Washington Redskins. So I'm going to read a little bit about that. So last week it seemed a foregone conclusion that Redskins would draft edge rusher Chase Young from Ohio State. But that's at least questionable after head coach Ron Rivera said during media availability that the team will be bring in quarterbacks Joe Burrow and Tua Tagovailoa for pre-draft workouts. Could Washington move on from last year's first-round pick Dwayne Haskins? It's possible especially since Rivera wasn't the man behind that draft choice. We saw that last year with the whole right. the Arizona Cardinals. Mm-hmm. They took Josh Rosen. Is that right? Yes. The yep. first time, yeah. Yeah, took and then Rosen, they, they yeah. went and took um, – Then Cliff Kingsbury yeah, drafted Kyler Murray. Exactly. So he said for now the smart money is still on Young being still the selection, but this is a team – in a situation to watch very closely over the next two months, Young is the best prospect in the draft and compares very well to Miles Garrett, helmet swinging Miles Garrett um, when he was the number one overall pick coming out of Texas A&M. But if the Redskins believe Tua gives them a better chance to win, he could be the pick here. Not mentioned here, I think it's also interesting. They could take, they could trade out of that spot very easily, but they could. no trades, so 
that's the way it's going to go. So right now we're sitting, you have Tua, you have Simmons, Derek Brown, Jeff Akuda, Jerry Judy, Jedrick Willis, all on the board. Kyle, do you have the pick music ready? The sounder? Mm-hmm. I want you to have that ready because I know Micah, it has a name for us. He's going to say the pick is in, then you play the music, and then we go. Then he says it. Okay. okay? I'm Got ready. It? Got it. It's a lot of shuffling. So okay. Micah, with the third overall pick, who do the Lions select? The pick is in. The Detroit Lions select Derek Brown. Derek Brown. So you still like it at three. You lost Even, snacks. I, I you sold l- you, though, didn't I? I you, sold you a little bit on you, it. You got me closer to Simmons. You did. <laughs> all right, all right. Listen, with snacks gone, and with that potential Pro Bowl talent out of Derek Brown, I honestly think it's nearly a no-brainer at this point. All right. Kyle, so you got you got some thinking to do. You got to work your fingers with the music. My p- I have faith in you, though. I think you can do this. My pick is already in, and it's going to be boring. I'm going to match what Micah said. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I didn't sell either. But you guys no. both had Derek Brown from the beginning. I, we did. 1.0, yeah. so I get it. Um, I just still, I, the only one that actually throws me is Tua. Okay. That's the only other thing I thought of is, like you said, hey, um, do you take him and try to move him somehow, do something like that? But I still think he's the best choice for them with what the roles they need filled. And I understand maybe you'd say he's a seven or eight, but you got three. You got to yeah. take the player that's best for the team. Yep. All right. So. I got two on the board, Simmons, Derek Brown, Jeff Okuda, Jerry Judy, who was my first one, Jedrick Willis. My pick is in. We got this down now. And I'm taking Tua Tagovailoa. No, you're not. I am. Look, I think it's just the better decision at this point. And, look, I'm going back and forth between him and Isaiah Simmons. He's talking himself in and out of this thing. (laughs) Dude. It drives me insane. People are going to think that I'm a wish, like, that I'm just a back and forth, like a I, I don't know what I want, but I rate this week today. What is it? March second. It's my last day being thirty. Hey, I'm taking Tua. He's taking Tua. Taking Tua. Yep. Taking so, Tua. So we have all those if same names on band, the board, and and now I got Matt Miller's. Matt Miller's pick is in. My goodness. Yeah. How was Matt Miller's pick already in so quickly? Is he yeah, he was on top of it. Matt Miller, who oh put from uh, where is he from? I don't even know. But his pick is in. He's just waiting for the music. There it is. You were still talking. So his pick is in, and he is taking for the Detroit Lions, third overall, Jeff Okuda. In a mock draft without trades, this is what he says. In a mock draft without trades predicted, Jeff Okuda to the Detroit Lions is an easy selection as the team continues to shoot down rumors of trading quarterback Matthew Stafford. One trade that could happen, quarterback cornerback Darius Slay would open the door to Okuda being a smart choice. For the position needy Lions, Okuda is an incredibly talented prospect who will rank as one of the best cornerbacks evaluated in the last decade. He has excellent size, toughness, instincts, speed, and in a high-character player with nearly perfect traits to transition immediately to the NFL. High-character, so, huh? Must have been an Urban's class. Yeah, this was a copy and paste, and now that I read that, I'm kind of sold. Uh, maybe the other way. Yeah, maybe maybe Okuda's. I don't know what to do. <laughs> oh my goodness! I don't know what to do. Um, <laughs> I can't handle this. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh still man. early. We got play. We're only a month out of the Super Bowl, and oh I wish he watched. When is this draft again? I it's don't, uh, uh, May, yeah. late May, I think. Doesn't matter. Uh, he changes this yeah. at least <laughs> this 10 gonna, more times. That's why we do 1.0, This is going to be, yeah, I'm going to have a lot of different answers. So I'm going to get it right no matter what. That's the goal, right? <laughs> oh, that's true. I didn't think about that. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> All right, but uh, another interesting, so this was a two-round two draft. He had the line selecting edge rusher, Yeter uh, Gross Matos. Out of Penn State, so edge guy in the second round. Don't know anything about him. I'll learn if if I need to. Um, so we'll be we will... taking him first round next week. Yeah, right. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Talked me into it. There. So now we're gonna <laughs> jump down to <laughs> we're gonna jump to Pete Prisco's uh, mock draft with trades. He's from CBS. Um, Bengals take Joe Burrow. Redskins take Chase Young. And again, I want to read what he, what they said. He is an elite rusher in this draft and would fill a big time need if the Redskins don't trade down. I still think trading down is possible, he says. So keep that in mind. Uh, So number three, the Dolphins 
trade up. They didn't say Ooh. what the trade was in return, which I was a little disappointed with once I got down to this. But um, the Dolphins need to get their quarterback of the future, and it looks like Tonga Viola has made big strides in terms of health. So the Dolphins go up and get him. Giants at four take Mekhi Beckton, offensive lineman. So you have Simmons, Derek Brown, Akuda, Jerry Judy, Jedrick Willis. You guys are taking Derek Brown again, right? <laughs> we, we don't need to do the cute little. Our pick is in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. And Derek Brown. Derek Brown, we got it. All right, give me a nice little breakdown again. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, so here, uh, I can't take Tua, so I got to come up with one here. That's right. right? Yeah. So did you guys sell me on, on, on Brown? No, you didn't. No. Well, you spent the first half of this episode t- selling yourself out of it. Hold on. Can I predict something right now? I want to say the writing literally sold you on Jeff Okuda. <laughs> yeah, he's about to Did take Okuda. About to switch, like, so just my <laughs> picks in. That, he wants that second round guy. <laughs> I can't do this. So, all right. I'm starting to get sold on Isaiah Simmons. I, I'm over Okuda, which I, I just don't know why. I just I, Two seconds ago, you weren't over Okuda. <laughs> You're just, I'm <laughs> telling you, it is a messed up world in my head, and this is the way it works. Oh, um, I mean, if we were recording 30 minutes from now, I'd probably change, um, but who yeah. knows? No, he like, yeah, like I truth. literally wrote down, I think I'm going crazy at this point. I don't know what I want. I don't Look, I think oh, a corner man. is more of a position of need, so I get that if you go with Akuda. I still have faith in, in Jared Davis. And like Giovanni Tavai, I mean, you're not going to take another linebacker. So I get if you go Akuda, but I'm going Simmons. Um, but uh, Pete Prisco's pick is in. And fifth overall, the Detroit Lions select Jeff Akuda. He is the smoothest corner in the draft. He is the type of shutdown corner teams love. Yeah, I bet he is. I'm sold. <laughs> Wait, hold on. <laughs> we should probably just cut this before Sam- I change my mind again. <laughs> hold on, Sam's. <laughs> Isaiah Simmons. We're taking Isaiah Simmons. <laughs> All right, I just put that sound effect on repeat. All right, if let you me just want to keep making uh, picks. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, oh. I can just switch. All right, so today we're taking yep. Derek Brown. You guys sold me on Derek Brown. Okay, there we go. Now, now. Oh, and uh, so the fifth overall, <laughs> the Lions select Isaiah Simmons. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> So that is Kyle's new song. What's well, it's old? For well, it's it's new in my book. It's the Rubber Band Man. It's Kyle's King King Kyle's Stanley Cup of Questions. We got the music rolling. So Kyle, I'm gonna just I can't turn my mic off because I got to answer some questions. But this is right. you now. This is Let's all you. Let's do it. Um, been a couple weeks, right? It's been three, four weeks since we yeah, did it. I think it was episode 38. What's the game called again? Do you remember? King Kyle's no. Stanley Cup of Questions. The game where the questions oh, came table from. Talk. Table talk. Table okay. topics. Okay. Table, table topics. Table topics. So we got some table topics questions. All right, let's fire away here. Now, I haven't seen these either. All right. This is going to be fun. Okay. I don't like that one. Right off the bat, <laughs> we're going to bury that one. If, okay. If you could have any view from your back porch... What would that be? Oh, boy. Comerica Park. Oh, really? Yeah. Whoa, he went wild. I would yeah. love to be able to just... <laughs> I would love moly. to be able to look down and see the baseball game. Like, how fun would that be during the summer? That yeah, but you're still... Don't question me. Just you're move still, on and give me your answer. <laughs> see if they're any better. You're still in Detroit. That was the problem. Like, <laughs> No, they're moving to my backyard. I oh, that was hey. Still my house. If you build uh, it, they will come. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it. Well done. <laughs> right. Let's see your guys' smart answers. <laughs> <laughs> it's traditional, okay? I, I, I would like a nice open field, and I want to see some steel targets out there for my shooting range. Ooh, there you go. Okay. I like That's that. That's what I would like. I would I would probably go Caribbean. Oh. If it's anything, I would probably go so much smarter than me. I went, the, I went the crystal clear water, the um, with some targets in the. If, hey. if I, well, Mike already has that in his backyard, so <laughs> well, you I'll can just go, go to Micah's house. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's true. Yeah, 
No, that was a good one. You guys came up with better answers than me, so you guys you guys won that one. I think that's fair. I think you're I think you're correct. <laughs> pretty easily. Yours is pretty good. Okay, which, if any, and I think you can say no to this if you don't want to, which celebrity do people say you resemble? So there's a guy, I don't know his name, um, but he was on Glee. Oh, yep, I, I don't even exactly know the who show, it is. but I know it. Yes. Yeah. Yep. It was a big big deal when I was playing at, at Davenport. Really? Yeah. Like people made fun of you or like people... Or it was a good thing. There His body f- language there, says that. Yes, that's why I asked. Oh, yeah. There yeah. are a few people that, that liked it, to say the least. Sure. But that, that I guess that's the one. Okay. I mean, Mine other is, than myself, which I'm a celebrity now, right? That's true. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine is Barry Pepper. Barry Pepper? <laughs> do you know who Barry Pepper is? No, I don't. He was... Man, how do I... Do you, have you seen uh, Saving Private Ryan? Nope, never seen it. <laughs> is he for real? Dude, I don't see movies. That's on. We can have a full have hour-long sure. episode of about I've movies. I He's the haven't. sniper. Yes. The sniper who, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I got one for you, Pepper. Micah, but you got to go with yours real quick. I, uh, go, I got one that is Kyle to a T. I sent you a picture of him one day. So. I honestly don't have one. Is this gonna I be just offensive? don't. All right, I'm I don't, gonna, I don't uh, look like anyone in Hollywood. That might be a good thing. I don't know what he's about I, to send me. I don't remember. I don't have his name. I wasn't able to find it in time. The guy on Big Ten Network during football oh, season. Oh, did. Yes. Yes. It, was, oh. it is like night and day. The anchor guy. Yes. Yep. Night and day. Like the guy that comes he in between does. games. I have never seen. Yes. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think it. you can call him a celebrity, but no. that is the one. He's closer than I am, though. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We're getting up there. <laughs> right. Listeners. Right. You know who you kind of remind me of is Mickey York, actually. Okay. Okay. A, a little bit. bit. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I mean, n- n- my, my hair is identical. Bo- your hair is better. Oh, your hair is, better. Hair is yeah. way but better. But your hair, <laughs> the guy on Big Ten now, so we're going to have to find a picture of this guy. For sure. And put, do side that by side. The one you sent me, I remember looking at it. It and is showing, insane. I remember showing my wife and saying like, and she's like, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> so re- re- remind us that we have to f- do that on the social media so Perfect. people get it. So Let's do it. Cool. Okay. This is another, you might have an answer, you might not. What movie or book dramatically influenced your life? Oh. I go first every time. When do you guys go? Influenced our life? Yeah. Movie or book? Uh, I don't know. Influenced positively or negatively? Right. And I don't know, outside of religious, uh, you know, if we take that kind of out of the mix. Yeah. Getting too Bible. Uh, right. Yeah, that would probably be <laughs> most of our answers. But yeah. It, it, yeah. yeah. Boy, movie. I can, um, you go ahead. Yeah. Do, you, do you have one? No, go for it. Okay, oh. so I'm just going to go with Dumb and Dumber because <laughs> if, if I were not a musician, I would love to be a comedian and entertain people that way. I love making people laugh, and yeah. I think Dumb and Dumber is just that, that movie that inspired me to be funny. Yeah. You know, yeah. Jim Carrey, easy. So. Yeah. You got one? Go for it. The, yeah. Um, the book would be Leaders Eat Last by Simon Sinek. Okay. Which was a recent one, but... Interesting. It's a business type. But it makes sense. Yeah. There was one thing that my coach at Davenport would always do is he would always eat last. Yeah. Which is, for it's, the most part, was co- there mil- was a couple times that he didn't, that nobody ate, because <laughs> we played so bad. <laughs> so your food was taken away. It was literally put under the bus <laughs> until another. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> and then he took it home. <laughs> but that's a whole, don't want to get into that. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I can't think of one, honestly. No? Like, the movie that comes to mind that just... Gets me emotional. Is Miracle. I thought I you were gonna say Mighty Ducks. <laughs> no, Miracle is a better, better one than that. So I would say Miracle. I just uh, I, I love one, that. I think you'll both. I, I think at least. I don't know what they. Would, I don't know what your answer will be, but I, I think it's pretty common. What one fear would you like to conquer? Ooh. Not being afraid to fail. Yeah. That's and that, and that's a yeah. very personal one. Yeah, that was weird that I just shared that. No, it's Failure good. Is a bit, it's what we yeah. want this about. Oh, yeah. Mine would be in the same vein, I think. Fa- yeah, that, you know, I think it's kind of what drives me at the same time. But it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would. I mean, I am terrified of heights to an extent. I get really like worked skydiving. Up. <laughs> Sky, yeah. Oh gosh, if I ever lose a bet on this podcast, you guys, you're probably gonna make me do that at some Ooh, point. Is that on the table? No. Oh no, okay. I don't see it on the table. Um, <laughs> move on. 
No, I would if, say like heights and stuff. So, like I, I am very afraid of heights. It scares me so much. I just don't know if it's worth fixing at this point. That's a great point. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> Probably not. I just don't care. Because yeah. what am I going to do? Go skydiving and put my life in jeopardy with my wife and kids at home? Like, yeah. I wouldn't want to do that. You got that on repeat or what? Yeah. Oh, I'll, oh boy. I'll do that with you. you gotta, I'm not doing that. Come on, man. I'm not doing it. All right. He'll go with you. Okay. Would you rather live? Yeah. I think you'll know my answer here quickly, but would you rather live by the beach or in the mountains? Beach. 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 Yeah, that's easy. Ryan would say mountains. I can answer that for him. Would he really? Yeah, he loves mountains. I love mountains. I just, the beach. You got the water. You I think, the- like, one of his, like, I think it's Montana that he wants to move to. Like, that's his, like, he yeah. loves going to Montana. I'm, I'm probably way off. I'm probably, he probably loves the beach and I'm way off and he's going <laughs> to correct me the next week. But, <laughs> anyways. <laughs> um, we might have time for two more, but we'll stick with one for now. Two more? Just one? Two more. We'll do two more. Two more. Two more. They'll be quick. Uh, okay. This is a yes or no. Have you ever had an experience that led you to believe in angels or ghosts? Like a personal experience. And then we're going to... I would say specifically ghosts. We got to like go in on it or go farther to it. You believe in ghosts? Oh, yeah. You do? Okay. I don't have anything, like any reason to. Like I, I don't have any experience that I remember, but... Right. I don't but know. you I believe just, in ghosts? Yeah. Micah? Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. Go, ghosts in a different form just because yeah. of my religious yeah. beliefs. Yeah, same here. That's what, oh, what I was talking going about that with. one, I believe that one. Okay, yeah. so the, maybe that's what I was, I, I probably was wrong. Yeah. No, I'm talking about like earthly ghosts. I, just, well. I think some people consider ghosts to be the, the dark side things. Sure. Yeah, so. that's kind of where I was at with yeah. it. So. But yeah, I mean like. But yeah, I believe in angels too. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Okay. But I don't have, like, any experience, like, personally that I can remember. No. I'm going to try to scare you at some point <laughs> with, a, like, yeah. a sheet over my head. Oh, God. And I don't think that'll work. So yeah. I think we're, we're talking about something. Yeah. yeah. I would just be more scared of why Kyle's in my backyard. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was scared enough to crap on him. With right. a sheet. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing just a else. Towel. I'm just swimming. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. Okay. If you could do something dangerous just once, but it had. No risk. What would you do? Oh, man. So it's dangerous as we think about it, but it has no, no risk. risk one time. Probably skydive. Honestly. Mike, have you already skydived? Yes. Yeah. Like, I'm intrigued. Bomb. I'm intrigued of the feeling, but I'm terrified of that same feeling. And, like, th- everything that can go wrong would be in my head. Yeah. And I would, if I knew for a fact that there would be nothing, it would, I would enjoy it. I think. That's fair. So. Absolutely. Mine is 100% skydiving. Yeah. If there was no risk, because that, yeah. Yeah. I'm afraid of heights as well, and it's just like. Because it's one of those things that you still get the reward. Like, it's not like the risk is the reward. It's like just the feeling and like, does that make sense? Does yeah. that make sense there? Like, the, the feeling of falling is what I want. Yes. It's not necessarily the risk of being able to die. That's not what I want at all. No. Like, right. so I would love it if it was just the feeling. A free fall. Yeah. I think I would like that. It's awesome. All right, what's yours? You, you got to try it. What's yours, Micah? <clears throat> I think getting into a gunfight. <laughs> oh, like, I like, like, like a firefight. That'd be intense. <laughs> I mean. I'm changing my answer. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be on your yeah. team, Micah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, be, being in military and, like, being in the thick of it, you know, across, halfway across the world, I, I, I mean, th- this is no slight to anyone who does that. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's not it's a game. Great. Yeah, no, no definitely not a game. That. Of course not. Yeah. Just, just the adrenaline, um, the the that survival type feeling, yeah. and and just being in a full fledged firefight. I just there's something about it that intrigues me. I and don't that know. adrenaline would be insane. Yeah, through the roof. I'm sure. Yeah. You guys are scaring the crap out of me. Yeah. <laughs> me and Mike are gonna do it later. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, ooh, what? No, not that. Oh. <laughs> That's going to be a saved drop. <laughs> Me and Mike are going to Luckily, do you don't it. know how to save drops. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to do it. It's technology. Thank God. Also, I control them. Yeah, so. it's a great point. <laughs> You'll never play that one, even if I handed it to you on a silver platter. Oh, All right, well, man. you can cut the music, and we will uh, jump into our beer. That was two, right? We said two. We did two? Yep, we did right, two. Cool. Correct. All right, it is time to grade our beers of the week. But before we do, I want to again remind everyone to stop into the Hops Brewing Company and Cafe. For your game days, your date nights, business lunches, or your night out with your friends, the Hops gets a high grade from us with Taco Tuesday, Stein Night Wednesdays. 
a night, just weekly deals throughout the week for mug club members and more. Just Losing. awesomeness. Yeah, just great place to go. We should really, we, we're due to go there here soon. So, um, and they're the official beer or brewery of State of Mind Sports in 2020. Sorry, yes, I lost sir. track there. I was thinking about this month's code. So if, if you mention this month's code, TUA, which means TUA dollars off oh, your it. beer. T-U-A. T-U-A, TUA. Because Sam is insane and doesn't yeah, know what he wants to exactly. drink. Exactly. I'm going to go back and forth. I'm, I'm probably going to drink a beer there in a couple weeks and be like, no, I, I, I want them all. Yeah. I want them all. Yeah. But Tua for Tua dollars off your first beer at the Hobbs Brewing Company and Cafe. It's a courtesy of State of My Sports and Hobbs Brewing Company and Cafe. So let's start with Micah. You can give us your first beer grade of the day. Absolutely. Again, I'm drinking Transient Ales. Tra- sorry, Transient Artisan Ales. The juice is loose. Double IPA. Eight percenter. The juice is loose. Do you think that they're going off of O.J. Simpson? O.J.'s not on the can. Is I'm going to go with probably not. It looks oh. like a splash of some sort. Yeah, a splash. A b- splash of <laughs> yeah, O.J.? Splash. Oh. But like the, a double entendre there. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Neither. This <laughs> is... <laughs> I thought you hit it on the head, so I was going to agree. <laughs> this is definitely one of the best double IPAs I have ever had. I took a sip of that. That was phenomenal. I was a big it, fan. Yeah. It is smooth and the juiciness. Mm. Ooh. Yeah. It's very good. Cool. Um, I'm gonna go with a nine point one. Whoa. Whoa. It could be I'd have to have like a whole one. Yeah. It, it the sip I had, it was in that room. Yeah, I'm not telling you you're wrong, that's for sure. No, no. There you go, boys. There it is. Okay. Right brain brewing in Traverse City. Michigan. Um, Cakewalk. Vanilla cream ale. I'm looking for like a percentage or any information on here. Um, It's good. It's not... I'm not going to say my normal... Well, I haven't said it in a while, but... Vanilla cream, it's a little sweet for me, quite frankly. But if you were into this, I could really understand that. Yeah. Uh, And it does drink very easy and it's very refreshing. So I will go with a 7.3. Okay. Can I try that? Yeah. So for for me, I, I'm drinking from Dark Horse Brewing Company in Marshall, Michigan, uh, Crooked Tree IPA, um, 6.5% alcohol, 46 IBU, and it's a 12-ounce can. I don't know why I just read that, but it was in front of my face, so I did. Um, <laughs> very, very good. Um, the They say heavily dry hopped to give it a big aroma of pine and citrus. I don't really taste the citrus, which I was kind of hoping that it was there. I mean, it's a, it's a good IPA. You can't go wrong with IPA. I'm going to go with a 7. 0. 0. It's a good grade. Eh. So you like it. It's yeah, good. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, good. Yeah, so. Well, that was episode 44. I cannot believe we've done 44 episodes already. Um, and I just love doing this with you guys. I've, and I, I appreciate you guys recording this week. Um, we did it a week or we are a day early to make it work through our schedules. I appreciate I, that. I appreciate, appreciate you guys it, making it work. Um, and we'll talk to you guys next week, if not sooner. Thank you for listening too. See what they-